0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the thesportstuff.com. And now your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owijin. Timberwolves explosion is available on the SportsStuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board. Hey, this club's playing a little bit better. In fact, significantly better. It's been a uh, it's been a trend, not a mirage. Very exciting. The Timberwolves go one and one in a three game week. Wait, one and one in a three game week? Yeah, that's because the March sixth, Monday, March sixth game with Portland was postponed due to uh, condensation on the basketball court because the ice underneath the uh, wood floor, melted, because, uh, yeah, Uh yeah, some people are blaming global warming, yeah, I, I'm not really, uh I don't know, it's like three degrees outside, and I'm not, like, being sarcastic, it's three degrees outside, so I wouldn't call it global warming, I'd call it a roller coaster, so, <laughs> I don't know, about yeah, and it was kind of a wet, rainy, but it didn't really rain either, it just was kind of, meh, and then it got worse, yeah, that type of thing, the rain got worse later on during the day, and off and on, and, Yeah, well, let's just (laughs) keep moving here, I suppose. But, yeah, God bless those, though, that had to deal with the tornado in the Zimmerman area. My friend Dave and others uh, think, yep, uh, uh, but luckily he's doing okay. That's the good part. So, yeah, but parts of that town, not so much. Unfortunately, yeah, because no tornado is a small tornado. It was an F1, but it looked like an f Four or something, yeah. Look pretty big. All right. So yes, uh, God bless those of you in Zimmerman if you just happen to be listening, and hope I can brighten your day with a improving basketball team. Uh, over the past thirty nine games, Minnesota Timberwolves are giving up about one hundred and three points a game, which is fifth best in the Western Conference. Yeah, uh, it, it's not bad. It's been uh, things have been trending in the right direction, and well, you keep the Spurs under under a hundred. You keep the Clippers under 100, the Kings uh, the Wolves are on a streak since that stupid Houston game where you gave up 142 points and even before that you kept Denver under 100, you kept Dallas under 100 uh, so that's 1-2 of course and then Sacramento, Utah, San Antonio Clippers, that's uh, 6 out of 7 right there and 4 in a row, keeping teams under 100 but you have 5th best in the Western Conference in the last 39 games that's a pretty big sample size and you also have a 20-19 and 19 record in that, in that span, so Huh, so underneath the inconsistency, the frustration, the missed shots, and this and that, this club is trending in the right direction, big time, and you're seeing significant steps forward, and that's great, absolutely fantastic, so underneath all my ranting, and this and that, and I was pissed off after that Spurs game, and do you blame me? I mean, I was pissed off, Saturday, March the 4th, uh, 97-90 loss to the San Antonio Spurs, it went to overtime, and you still you still keep the team under 100 points, an offense that's pretty damn good, actually. Danny Green who can scorch from beyond the arc, uh, Aldridge and Pau Gasol and of course Kawhi freaking Leonard who is the MVP in my opinion and you heard it here first, damn it. <laughs> I was talking about it before other people. Now people in this town are talking about it. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm guessing they haven't heard the show before, but I guess semi-great minds think alike, right? <laughs> semi-great minds, right? <laughs> but no, I mean when you win matchups every single time you play, that's pretty good. And you know, <sighs> I don't know. A a lot of people win matchups and everything, but I mean, you dominate on the offensive end and the defensive end every single time against other good players like the Jimmy Butlers and such, and the the Andrew Wiggins and such. Who needs to get better? Kawhi Leonard was much more timid years ago, 2013-2014-ish, when the Spurs won a championship. Yeah, he won the MVP of that series. And he was improving, but he still had a little bit of timidness to him back then. He was he was coming around, though. That was the good part for his case. And, and Andrew Wiggins is timid, but still, I could see him winning the MVP of a series. You, you just you know he he could, even though you'd think Carl Anthony Towns would. Um, but no, this team trending in the right direction. It feels good. I got, let's just say, I got trolled for. They they say I was trolling basically on Flip's Army by somebody. You know, i already forgot his name because I don't know. I mean. He, like he said, he doesn't know me, so that's fine. I tried to add him after the hour, after the little bit back and forth, and then he just basically told me, screw off. So that's nice. Um, basically, he went off on me for being super negative, and thanks for the contribution to the page for saying, yay, another moral victory. Because, you know, come on. After 12 years, you're not getting tired of moral victories? Really? You know, I mean, I'm sick of this talk about calling you bandwagon for not be literally like worshiping the team at their feet you know i i don't have to worship anybody okay (laughs) you know i'll worship the lord that's it i'm not worshiping no human so that ain't gonna happen um so it is what it is let's get off that topic immediately ricky rubio was able to get a triple double he's been playing fantastic and yes the locals really are pleased with ricky rubio and sure, yep, yeah, I, I, I'm not mad at you. Uh, don't overdo it, though, please. Don't overvalue him. But at the same time, yes, he has been fantastic, and he is a good fit for an athletic team that likes to score and all that good stuff. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was irritating the whole night, and of course Kawhi Leonard. And I knew the streak was going to end when the Wolves were playing against Kawhi Leonard. It started after Kawhi Leonard, and it ended with Kawhi Leonard. That's the MVP in the league, folks. I mean, the way he just slithered right through this offense most of the night. Yes, he missed some shots, but when he scored, he made it look easy, and he had so many pick sixes, so to speak, or pick twos in the NBA. He scored, and then coast to coast, he stole the ball ball, and went all the way to the end zone, right? Went all the way for a dunk or layup, 34-point performance. Yeah, field goal percentage, it was a struggle. He missed a lot of jump shots, but he got to the line and was religious there, too, 11 of 12. Six steals in the game, like I mentioned. Five assists, ten rebounds. These are better than Garnett numbers. I mean, already, he's, you know, these are better than Garnett numbers, and he's not big and tall like Garnett. I'm amazed that Marcus Aldridge managed to get ten rebounds. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's big for him, to be quite honest. And I'm not trying to be mean. He's just not a good rebounder for what he's supposed to be. And I've said that a billion times already. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, though, I mean, it's just... Good Lord, man. I mean, it's just a dribble, 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 step, gone. Touchdown! You know, I mean, Jiminy Christmas. He's like a, he's like a, he's like a bulked up Jerry Rice out there. I mean, just quick, fast, everything. Okay, I don't know why I'm coming up with Jerry Rice, but he he looks like it when he's going to the basket. Just how easy it is. The guy is, uh, he's as good as it gets. Uh, though I but I wasn't a fan of him on this night. I was pissed off and screaming and frustrated and posting things like saying, "Yay, another moral victory." It's, this is just it's it's frustrating. And don't call me a freaking bandwagon fan for that. Please, you know, grow up, please. Please grow up. (laughs) You know, drop the sensitivity for five minutes. Do we have to be so freaking sensitive here? Please, do we have to be? You know? (laughs) Okay, Uh, a lot of things I could say that I just shouldn't. I'd like to say that I just shouldn't, so I'll leave that alone. Just sniveling little wimp. Okay, anyhow. But, yeah, the Wolves were... Playing very well against the Spurs team. Strong lead after the first. They maintained it into the second. It was a parallel, but they maintained a 12-point lead through the half. But, of course, things always change. Third quarter, the Wolves only managed 15 points. Only 13 points in the fourth, yet still are able to survive and get to overtime despite the onslaught of Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. And, unfortunately, things continued in the direction they were. 14-7 in the overtime period. The fifth period, or whatever they want to call it. And the Spurs win by seven points. And San Antonio AT&T Center, I believe they call it. Yes, AT&T Center. Oh, boy. Yep, they're pretty good, aren't they? And if anybody's going to beat the Warriors for this year, it's the Spurs. It might be Cleveland too, though. I mean, there's two teams that could beat the Warriors, so Warriors fans, don't get too excited. Don't get too cocky yet. I, I know you love to get cocky. I know it. I know you just love it. It's just so cool. You feel so happy about it. Feel so happy with yourself, with your, with your cute little team, but, and yeah, they got a championship two years ago, but don't get don't don't etch your name on that Le- on that Larry O'Brien Trophy just yet because Kawhi and LeBron have a have a little bit of something coming for you before it's all over. I gotta think. Carl uh, Anthony Towns though, 24 point performance. Like I believe I mentioned, 14 rebounds. This guy is developing a first step. And yes, it's it's always been there so to speak. But it's really coming around, and he just gets around people. He's starting to like, like you know, Kawhi Leonard's got this insane first step where he can just get right around you immediately. And next thing you know, he's just he's slithering to the basket. I mean, he's the best swingman on the San Antonio Spurs, the best scorer, not named David Robinson since 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 the Iceman. I mean, he's got offensive skills like the Iceman, which weren't there before. Amazing. I mean, he he looks literally he looks like the Iceman out there with that with that skill. Uh, slithering to that basket. He even does the finger roll like the Iceman. I mean, <laughs> wow! <laughs> that, that guy can score. Remember, he was a scoring champion back in the early 80s. So, before guys like Michael Jordan and, and all that, uh, Magic Johnson was already around, but late late 70s, he wasn't quite around. And uh, The Iceman was really dominating for that Spurs team. Um, that insanely good finger roll that he, wanted, that he had back in those days. And that's what Kawhi looks like at the moment with the San Antonio Spurs. And it's a team with the uh, it's a team with the future. That's uh, you know. You, you thought of them as old and time to time to step away, but now they're not going anywhere. No way. Not with Kawhi Leonard around. Monday, March sixth. Of course, Saturday, March fourth was that Spurs game. Monday, March sixth postponed, and they will be it'll be uh, rescheduled for April the third. April the third in Target Center, as this one was going to be in Target Center. Unfortunately, we wait for that one. So it is what it is. Uh, Clippers game, March the eighth. Happy birthday to my brother, thirty-ninth birthday already, and I'm turning thirty-eight in July. Oh, get my cane, get my walker. Oh boy, I guess I'm kind of going to be almost almost washed up as a basketball player too now. That that sucks. I don't want to be washed up. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be quick and spry like Kawhi Leonard, man. <laughs> Oh, man, right, but uh, the Wolves looked pretty quick and spry. Carl Anthony Towns, oh my God. Oh, and the and uh, interesting lineup uh, change, too. Shabazz Mohammed starting shooting guard. Yeah, Brandon Rush, who? Yeah, Brandon Rushu. I guess, yeah, you know, that guy, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he was fun to watch as a starter and all that. He was all right, but it was better when Zach Levine was coming off the bench, and I suppose Shabazz were more than capable of a off-the-bench stud. You didn't get a whole lot of action off the bench, but then again, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did. I shouldn't say that. You got Tyus Jones, Lance Stevenson, and, and uh, Chris Dunn. You also even have Nemanja. Didn't have a good game in this particular one, but overall, Nemanja keeps showing signs that he is an NBA player, with without a doubt, um, even though he's just clumsy and goofy. But uh, Shabazz Muhammad started shooting guard, Andrew Wiggins remains where he is, and Brandon Rush, nothing, no minutes, and it is what it is there. But Shabazz Muhammad, pretty good. You know, he's still getting that James-worthy little, that James-worthy, like, uh, uh, ability to run the, the floor and finish on those dunks on great passes from Magic Johnson Rubio. <laughs> so Spanish Johnson or whatever. Uh, whatever it is, but a great passing from Rubio. Once again, setting players up. And, of course, Shabazz Muhammad, outstanding. Ricky Rubio, very strong defense throughout the game. Stealing the ball away from... That little punk Austin Rivers. I don't think anybody likes him. Even Garnett doesn't like him. (laughs) Just stole the ball from him and whipped it up forward, which ended up being a Carl Anthony Towns dunk. It was pretty awesome. Um, But again, throughout the night, Shabazz Muhammad, 17 points. Just love, love Shabazz's game. He continues to show that he is a requisite NBA player, legitimate NBA player, and what a nice draft for Flip Saunders, man, in 2013, when a lot of people at the time, including myself, were like, hmm, well, but then again, (laughs) you know, it wasn't too bad, but it was funny how even Flip was kind of wincing after that, and yes, the Greek freak was taken in between Shabazz and Gorgie, but what nice players they've become, huh? Nice, nice little draft from Flip in 2013. Fourteen, of course, Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine. Jeez. Fifteen, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, three drafts in a row. You just, you just knock it out of the ballpark, man. And then Chris Dunn in 16 by Mr. Scott Layden and Tom Thibodeau. So we'll see what happens with that one. And, of course, Tyus Jones also in 15. I mean, another valuable guy off the bench. Ricky Rubio and Tyus Jones—they just love each other. They play against, they play with each other sometimes, and they they replace each other at other times. And you're just seeing a wonderful little friendship between those two. And Chris Dunn strong in the game, three of five from the floor, made an unbelievable pass actually in this game. <laughs> made a nice move, uh, which ended up going to uh, Mister Bilic. the pass was to Bilic. It was a uh, hockey assist that ended up being for Shabazz Muhammad, as uh, Bilic would make the. We catch the pass from Chris Dunn, attack the basket, and then zing it over to Shabazz for the finish. Just a fun little game. Fun little, one little tic-tac-toe play for the Wolves. Uh, Carl, just again, that first step is something to admire. Only 1 of 5 from 3-point range. Slow down a little bit from that 3-point shot. But other than that, nothing to complain about. I mean, they keep the Clippers to 91, and the Clippers can't cry injury and all that this time around. <laughs> they No, know, know they can't. Everybody was healthy. Jamal Crawford in there. Austin Rivers, whatever. J.J. Reddick was healthy. Chris Paul was healthy. And he got his ass kicked the whole night. And he's an annoying little SOB. DeAndre Jordan's always a freaking killer to this club. The Wolves survived that. 9 of 11 from the floor was DeAndre Jordan. And it was an inside job. Uh, Blake Griffin, 5 of 11. You know, nothing special going on for Blake Griffin. Of course, he's always banged up or hurt or playing hurt or coming off an injury. Like nineteen times <laughs> overall. Austin Rivers recipient of a flagrant foul from Tyus Jones. And it seemed like kinda like Chris Paul was kinda just going off and getting in everyone's face after that. It was annoying. Whatever. Tyus Jones is just kinda like, whatever, man, basically after that. But oh well. The wolves survive and throttle. And, uh, an annoying and arrogant Clipper team, and it, it, it feels good considering how much this team had been kind of kicking the Wolves' butts the last couple of years. Eight straight wins in the Target Center, and that's over. That is over for the L.A. Clippers. The Wolves start a new streak in the positive direction versus the Clippers. Fun little game. Carl Anthony Towns again. Just he looked like he could. He looked like he could just go right through anybody in this game. I mean, just slithering right through people. Again, the first step sometimes out, sometimes in. He'd, he'd go out for a mid-range shot. Or he would attack the basket, just go right around Maurice Bates. And, and even DeAndre Jordan, believe it or not, is one of the best defensive players in the league. It made it look easy. Lance Stevenson returns with that 10-day contract, second 10-day contract. So the prediction did happen. We waited out the injury, let him heal up, and re signed him to a 10-day contract. That, that doesn't happen very often. Where a guy says a 10-day deal gets hurt, and then you bring him back after the injury. It's kind of cool. He had an awesome Michael Jordan-type play in the game. <laughs> He's attacking the basket, going up going up, and then kind of hesitated, looped under the basket, and then put it up from the backside. Just awesome. That Michael Jordan play, it was pretty awesome. Uh, He didn't have three defenders on him like MJ did back in 91 against the Lakers in the finals, but it was still a great little play, and everybody was up and cheering for him, and Nice to see Lance back, and uh, that's another reason why you could put Shabazz Muhammad in the starting lineup, because Lance Stevenson's kind of like the other Shabazz Muhammad coming off the bench, so you got a spark plug, and Lance, nice, nice defense, nice overall game, great to see him back out there, four-point performance, Chris Dunn, eight, Tyus Jones, seven, and again, Tyus just doing what he does, you know, three assists, solid play, making most of his shots, Chris Dunn was good as well, and this club really, uh, Stepped it up against this Clipper team who continues to drop in the Western Conference standings. They're now fifth. The, they're now fifth in the standings. Utah's fourth. So those Utah Jazz and Clippers are playing in the first round. I think the Jazz would win that series. You have Houston is uh Houston's number three, and of course San Antonio two and the Golden State Warriors number one. The Minnesota Timberwolves at this stage only one and a half games behind the Denver Nuggets for the eighth playoff spot. <laughs> Cool, and yep, this team is making a serious push for that, and why not? I mean, how many years can you just say, let's get back in that lottery, let's get a draft pick, let's get draft picks? Well, you're still going to have a draft pick, so it's not like you can, you're can. you just going to throw it away, and when the Wolves barely missed the playoffs in 20, uh, 2013, Kevin Love's final year, you still got Zach Levine with that pick, so, you know, you're going to get players. It's very possible, just hopefully you can get the right player at the end of the day. Um, fun. This, this This team was fun to watch this week. Frustrating, the missed shots, and the Andrew Wiggins just couldn't get it done against uh, Kawhi Leonard in that game. But still a requisite performance. And nice to see Ricky Rubio get that triple-double. 12 assists against the Clippers, by the way. A double-double in that game. Rubio's been outstanding. He really has. Alpha Wolf Award for this week is going to be Carl Anthony Towns once again. No surprise there. Just fantastic. The uh, A very strong honorable mention to Ricky Rubio, who is really... Just been stepping up his game, particularly I mean, and he he'd been stepping up his game before the trade deadline and after he's gotten even better. So just playing like a man on a mission right now, and thank you, Ricky Rubio, for the contribution you've brought to this club. Thank you very much. And looks like you'll be sticking around for a little bit here, eh? Eh? <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And we got four games to preview, so gotta need the time, I need the time slot for that. <laughs> lots, lots coming up right after this. Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? No, Jim, this actually might be real this time. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion preview segment, segment number two, four games to preview. Friday, March the 10th, the Minnesota Timberwolves host the Golden State Warriors, but no Kevin Durant though because he's hurt again. Surprise, surprise. Do you remember what used to happen to Kevin Durant all the time with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, that's a tongue twister. I'm just kidding. Do you remember what used to happen with Russell Westbrook too? It seemed like one of them was always hurt, right? And that's why they could never break through. Until last year, they're finally healthy, and they took the Warriors to the brink. And then, and then, and then Kevin Durant just joins the team that beat them, and all that, and was just kind of rubbing it in their face. Why would you join them? Like, yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Is what it is. He's out again. He's he's ouch. He was the leading scorer, 25.3 a game. Steph Curry's taking over. Back to be the. number one scoring option, even though it wasn't much of a margin, Steph Curry about 25 a game, Clay Thompson about 22, remember Clay had that 60 point game where he didn't even dribble, basically, it was kind of funny, Warriors been struggling of late, and that puts a smile on my face, they've lost to Washington, who we're going to play very soon, they've lost to Chicago, wow, they lost to Chicago, only 87 points, cool, only 86 points at home against the Celtics recently, Good job, Brad Stevens, man. And, and Isaiah Thomas, Jeez, he's the Steph Curry of the Western Conference right now. About 30 points a game, and we're going to be talking about him later. Of the Eastern Conference, I hope I said, yeah, he is, uh, Isaiah Thomas has really become a good player. So he doesn't have to necessarily live in the shadow of the legendary Detroit Isaiah Thomas, who still you could say is a better player, but at least this Isaiah Thomas is a legitimate all-star. He is a legitimate all-star. I, I never thought I was going to say it. I mean, I thought he's a spark plug off the bench type of guy, like maybe Shabazz Muhammad. Who knows? I mean, it just goes to show you maybe even a guy like Shabazz Muhammad one day is going to be, like, scoring 25 a game somewhere for another team. Like, yeah, Isaiah Thomas was on Sacramento. So, yeah. Let's talk about the Warriors. Ah, screw them. Let's talk about the next game. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Uh Draymond Green, Mr. Physical, good player. Oh, boy. He looks like a character, doesn't he? He looks like a cartoon character. It's like, if he was on our team, I would love him to death. But God, anywhere else, like he... How, how can you stand him <laughs> anywhere else, man? Yeah, but otherwise, he looks like that. He looks like a bear, doesn't he? He looks like a big grizzly bear, that cartoon kind of look, you know? Ah, oh, that son of a gun. One of the best players in the league, defensively and all that. And I was saying, if Dennis Rodman can you get to the Hall of Fame, being the player he was, and, and you know what, he was a great player. Dennis Rodman deserved to be in the Hall. I think Raymond Green could be a potential Hall of Famer one day. Long way off... <clears throat> And odds are he probably won't. But again, again, I, I think the possibility exists he could be, particularly you know maybe score a few more points and all that. I mean his rebounding totals you think they'd be higher. He's only averaging about eight a game, but it's just his defense and his presence out there is something to behold and good for him. Um, funny trade too, Andrew Bogut off to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he's injured within seconds. I mean that sucks. He's out for the season. Oh, Andrew Bogat, Mr. Australia. Oh, I love that guy. You know, he he kind of reminds me of Vince Germano, but as like, long as Vince doesn't get hurt, that's all I you know. <laughs> he he kind of has that Vince Germano face a little bit. A little bit. Please don't take that the wrong way. I mean that in a good way. I, I like that guy. <laughs> I like Andrew Bogat. It's too bad to see him get hurt like that. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's the way it goes, unfortunately. Um,. Kevin Durant, yeah, he's out. Steph Curry, you know, we know what they're capable of. It's like, why even really preview it in terms of, like, we need to really talk about them? Not really. I think they're a bunch of complainers. I mean, oh, Shaq and a fool with Javale McGee. You know what? Come on, come on. You know, I know we're we're the we're the we're the sensitive basketball association now. Or what other words could we come up with? I mean, it's become the sensitive basketball association. Just come on, suck it up, suck it up a little bit. Shaq, do you think Shaquille O'Neal is delivered? Do you think he's just literally trying to bring Javel McGee down? Or do you think he's just having fun with him? I think he's just having fun. He's not trying to bring the guy down. Trust me. I, that's not Shaq. Maybe when Shaq was a player during the game, he'd try to bring you down a little bit so he could dominate you. But I don't know. Come on. You know, come on, Warriors. Enough. And then, you know, and Kevin Durant getting all this and that. I, I don't know. It's, ah. And then Kamalo Anthony getting all offended at Phil Jackson. Like I could go on for for hours with this. It's just stop, stop with the sensitivity, please. Just stop it. And move on. It's not that bad, okay? It's not. Um, are the Wolves going to beat the Warriors? You know what? We can, we can beat the Warriors. I'm not going to pre- I'm not going to pick it, but I think we can. And you know what? If Boston and Washington can beat them, well, they're in first place right now in the Eastern Conference, which is insane considering Washington. I can't believe how they really came back. Um, I think the Wolves can beat this club. Uh, We did last year. So far this season, it hasn't fared super well against the Warriors. Uh, I don't know where to go with this one. (sighs) Yeah, it's a home game. The Wolves are playing so much better. I mean, the Wolves, the odds of winning in Oracle, very slim. Last time the Warriors played in Oracle was 115-102 on November 26th, December 11th, 116-108. I'm predicting a lower scoring game than that and the Warriors have been struggling. I just hope we're not going to be the team that the Warriors rebound against. You know what I mean? You know, like they come out and score 125 points after they've been struggling. I I don't know. I don't think all is well in Golden State right now and I think the Spurs are on their way to catching them. I mean, I'm personally, you know, I'm almost more scared of the the Spurs right now than the Warriors. Honestly, it's just the fact of well, are the Warriors going to rebound? Then you get April the 4th. That's going to be really fun course, we'll be back-to-back now because that damn Portland game, that might ruin the fun of that. Like last year, we had that beautiful game in April in Golden State on uh, TNT. That was unbelievable. This one will be on NBA TV Friday, March the 10th. I think the Wolves... Boy, should I pick a win? Because, I mean, if you're going to pick a loss, this is the game you'd pick a loss with out of all the others. Of course, Washington, we always lose to also, but at least it's here. Um Boy, I know, I... I <laughs> Oh, man, I want to pick a win so bad. I really do. I think the Wolves squeak this one out. I think we get one win out of the four. This is probably it right here. Minnesota is going to win this basketball game. Lower scoring affair. We'll make it to 100. We'll get 102 will keep the Warriors to 98. Very close game. Carl Anthony Towns will be a deciding factor in this one. Shabazz Muhammad also will be huge in the game. I, I mean, Wiggins will get his usual 20-ish, 20-ish. Unfortunately, his streak is over. Carl's is not. Carl's going to get to 19 straight. He will tie Andrew Wiggins for the franchise record. Boy, it's been a long time since that one happened but <laughs> it's been a long time man it's just funny you know because the last the previous two were 16 both by Garnett and way back in the day now you got, <laughs> No you got <laughs> Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns passing each other within a week I mean that's funny man <laughs> Andrew Wiggins passes Garnett after all these years and then Carl's passing Andrew in a week <laughs> and I think that'll he'll tie it at least against the Warriors. Carl will get 30-ish in the game. He'll be dominant against the Warriors. He's going to have a strong, strong game, I think. Um, Zach Levine was always good against them, but so is Shabazz Muhammad, particularly in the successful games against the Warriors. I think the Wolves do squeak this out. My biggest fear, obviously, Steph Curry can do what he does. Last time around, the big three, so to speak, as we like to call him, the big three. Yeah, they're, they're the big three. 25 each. 75 points. That's funny. It was literally split evenly. To me, I think the guy that would beat the Wolves is Obviously, it's not Garant, but it would be Clay Thompson. It seems like whenever the Wolves lose to the Warriors, Clay Thompson just goes off from from downtown. Um, he didn't shoot particularly well from three point range, but he still managed to get thirty points versus Steph Curry's twenty two. I am I'm confident that the Wolves contain Curry enough, but the one guy that would beat us would be Clay Thompson more than uh, Curry. Shabazz Muhammad and, and Clay Thompson is probably not the best matchup in the world, but Shabazz will score a decent amount of points. I think the Wolves win 102-98 against the Warriors. How about that? That's the first time I've picked the Wolves to beat the Warriors since ever. I mean, ever. ever. I, I've never actually picked the Wolves to beat the Warriors on this show. <laughs> and it's not, you know, and that was back when the Warriors stunk, too, because the Wolves never beat the Warriors, even when they stunk. It was just weird. Saturday, March 11th, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Minnesota Timberwolves head to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I used to love this team. I still kind of have a little bit of affection for him for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I like, I don't know, I, I like the Milwaukee Brewers and the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know what it is, but I kind of like them, because there's really no real border battle. There used to be with the Twins back in the day, but it was a long time ago. And they, they weren't even in our division, though. You know, they never really have been. They were always on the other side. they were always in the, uh, the other side, the American League East. So that's the one thing. Back in the day. Now they're in the National League. And the Milwaukee Brewers, in this case, are... In, the Milwaukee Bucks are in the Eastern Conference. I always thought we'd wind up in that Central Division one day. I remember when Flip was trying to... Was pining for us to wind up in that area. Cleveland, Indiana, Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee. That's kind of like... Yeah, Minnesota would fit right in with that group. Instead of with way, way west with Portland and Denver. But I'll take it. Being I work second shift, I'd almost prefer to have Mountain Time games. So... <laughs> mountain Time's better than, than uh, Pacific Time, I suppose. The, the Greek Freak, yeah, we know who that is, don't we? The Greek Freak, that's the guy the Wolves passed on. Michael Beasley's out with a sprained left knee, or at least he's got a sprained left knee. Jamari Parker's out for the season with a uh, ACL again. Just, I don't know why they're calling it a sprained knee. It's an ACL. I don't know where they're coming up with that one, unless it's not. Uh, did that change? February the 8th, Teletovich, remember he had a game, he had a dagger last year with the Suns, when the Suns beat the Timberwolves. That was quite unfortunate. I don't know why they're calling it a spray It was an ACL, wasn't it? Yeah, it's an ACL for Jabari. I'm sad. I like Jabari Parker, you know, and I think he's got a nice future in this league. 20 points a game, blah, blah, blah. It's all about Giannis. Minnesota has not played Milwaukee yet this year. And I don't know why it's not showing. What happened? Something's wrong here. It should be showing the multiple games, but whatever it is at this point, uh... Yeah, the Greek Freak's averaging about 24 a game. He's been outstanding for the Milwaukee Bucks all season. He's winding up on, on the highlight reels time and time again. The Wolves did beat the Milwaukee Bucks pretty pretty badly December the 30th, I remember now. That was pretty fun to watch, even though Giannis played well. And this wraps up the season series, so the Wolves either win or tie the series in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm, I, mean, I mean, the Bucks have been playing a lot better. They won four in a row. They'll have played Indiana the night before, so both of us coming off a of back-to-back, so we won't be able to use that excuse against us, depending on how much energy we use on the Warriors. Um, the Bucks are trying to squeak into that eighth spot in the east. The Wolves are trying to squeak into that eighth spot in the west. Uh, both teams kind of similar in that sense. You still got Jason Terry. I can't believe he's still playing. Wow, he's so done. He is so done. And, uh, another guy who's been hanging around a little too long. He's about 40 now. Uh, yeah, he is 40, pretty much so. <laughs> Thon Maker stepping up a bit over there in Milwaukee. Kind of getting, getting getting his feet wet about eight eight minutes a game. Again, that's a guy I like to keep, you know, keep, keep tabs on as his career progresses. Really liked how he looked coming into the draft last year. Uh, you know, kind of a dark horse, but eventually could be a really good player in this league. Got a little Garnett in his game, and I'm dead serious. You know, he's very similar, actually. <laughs> and he's got a better arc and a shot than Garnett did at that age. So, hmm. Watch out, Thon Maker's going to emerge one day. I think it's one of the best players on the bucks. Uh, Middleton, yeah, I mean the bucks have been plagued with injury a bit yet. they're still hanging on, so good for them. Ah uh, what's going to be the, what's going to be the case here? I think the wolves are going to beat the bucks. I mean we're just going to win they're just going to win win win, baby, even though they've won four in a row. I, I feel confident in this one. I mean, they've beaten Philadelphia and New York teams like that, though they did beat the Clippers in Toronto, so uh. I don't know. Maybe, I don't think we're going to win both these games. You know, it, can, can we really beat the Bucs? You see, now I'm wavering. Now I'm going crazy here. Uh I mean, Giannis is obviously a great player. The Wolves have matched up well against this team earlier in the season. Obviously, the Bucks playing significantly better at the moment. Okay, being we're both on a back-to-back, I'll pick the Wolves to beat the Bucs, believe it or not. It's going to be another fairly close game. 105-100, the Minnesota Timberwolves will beat the Bucks. Uh, I'd like to see Andrew Wiggins step up and have a big game against them. I think there's a good chance. It'll be fun to see him go up against uh, Giannis at times. It would have been more fun to see him go against uh, Parker, though, because that's the guy he was drafted against, and he had that 31-point game last time around. I do again, though, expect to see Andrew Wiggins step up and have a big game against the Milwaukee Bucks. He'll get to about 30-ish again, and the Wolves will win 105-100 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Shabazz Muhammad had 22 points last time around. I think he's going to be big again. I think he's going to have a really big week, Shabazz Muhammad. He's going to take advantage of these starting minutes. And don't be surprised to see uh, a guy like Lance Stevenson on a back-to-back get some extra minutes and be a huge contributor for the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. 105-100 victory over the vaunted Milwaukee Bucks, the improving Milwaukee Bucks, despite no Jamari Parker. This is the one the Wolves won't win. (laughs) Washington Wizards. We never beat the Wizards, so let's be fair, and they've been playing great. Uh, Scott Brooks has, you know, the season started out kind of, it's kind of like how the Wolves started out with uh, Tom Thibodeau, struggled. It was kind of like, what the hell's going on? This team's not getting better, blah, blah, blah. You're getting frustrated. Washington, after missing the playoffs last year, they finally let go of Randy Whitman. And then they bring in Scott Brooks. You think, okay, here we go. Here come the Washington Wizards. They were actually hoping Kevin Durant was going to come home too to Washington D.C., and it did not happen. Um, but now look at the Wizards. I mean, they have really taken off after that early start, and now they're they're 15 games above 500. That's crazy. Four games ahead of the Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks. I almost called them the Falcons. And nine games ahead of Miami, who again is another team fighting for that eighth spot with the Bucks. Good job for the with the Miami Heat and the Bulls. It's those three competing for that spot, Charlotte, who started so strong, has just fallen off the map, and I don't know, it seems like they do that every year, (laughs) except for last year, Uh, John Wall, obviously one of the better players in the league, 23 points a game, Bradley Beal, 23-ish as well, they're literally both about neck and neck, 23 points a game, Uh, dangerous, dangerous from the outside, Bradley Beal, about 41%, yeah, Otto Porter, 45% from beyond the arc, yeah, this reeks of a Wolves loss. I get to see these guys torching the Wolves from the outside. Otto Porter's not a great player, but he's a real valuable player. And, of course, those three-point shots have always killed the Timberwolves in the past. Trey Burke, all he can do is make three-point shots at this stage. He's really struggling. And, boy, a guy who was looked on to be one of the better point guards in the NBA. He's stuck behind John Wall. It's like, good luck with that. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic or mean. It's just like, good luck with that. I mean, mm. Marquise Morris, remember he torched the Wolves not that long ago, much to my chagrin I hated it, and so would anybody else, I mean really Marquise Morris big deal, but yeah he's, he's become a decent player in this league Brandon Jennings also on this team but has been out forever, so I don't know what to tell you with that one um, I don't really like this matchup a whole lot, and I've never really liked the Wolves versus the Wizards you get the Wizards and Warriors, like little Nintendo action here, Nintendo action with that NES and all that but uh, yeah, I mean, I just can't believe 15 games above 500. Uh, Washington beat the Wolves in in D.C. last time around, 112 to 105. It wasn't a fun game. Again, scorched the Wolves from the outside. A lot of people were very frustrated about that one with the shooting percentage from the the. Uh, the Wizards in that game, Yep, fifty-five percent from three-point range. I expect it to be a bit lower, maybe 40 forty-ish, but still, they're going to make it, and that's what's really been been the Wolves' Achilles' heel all season, and that's what's been the Wizards' strength. So that's what I expect. Is a we'll come up with a, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'm more confident in the Wolves' defense, but this is going to be kind of like that Wizards or the it, it's going to be like uh, it's going to be a like a junior version of the Houston game. I think the Wolves will score, but the Wizards will score too. One ten. To one, one ten to one o four. The Wizards will beat the Timberwolves. Bradley Beal will lead the way. Hopefully, Andrew Wiggins can match. He had forty one points last time around. I expect again another. I, I expect a pretty strong week from Andrew Wiggins, particularly against the Bucks and the Wizards, two teams that he's capable of scoring on, and he he did last time around forty one points. That was a lot of fun. Andrew Wiggins upper twenties, lower thirties. Hopefully, Carl could keep things rolling. This was a believe it or not below twenty point game for Carl. Brandon Rush though ten points off the bench last time around that was shocking. Shabazz Muhammad was not was 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 hurt that at that perform at that moment he missed a, he missed that game so very tough not having him this time around I expect Shabazz to be active and and to be to be good in the game he'll he'll score points he'll get his but I think the Wizards will outlast the Wolves in a in a three-point contest. I don't know if I'm bumping stuff here. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully nothing got choppy there. But, yeah, that's going to be the final score. We'll go with 112-105. So, basically the same same score again, basically is what I'm looking at. 110-104. Um, but it's, it's going to be similar. I expect a similar type of game. But um, maybe not quite as bad in terms of percentage. It's just the Wizards will be... Yeah. The Wizards will outlast the Wolves at the end of the day. Boston Celtics. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. This is a... Team on the rise, <clears throat> second best team in the Eastern Conference. I even picked it, so I feel smart now. It was a little bit of a gutty pick. And at the time, I was because I was like, wow, Al Horford, but he's not had a whole lot to do with it, really, to be quite honest. Um, Celtics beat the Wolves in Target Center November the 21st, and I wasn't surprised at all. Isaiah Thomas torched the Wolves, 99-93. I expect a higher scoring game this time around. But then again, the Celtics are a pretty good defensive team, despite the fact they score a lot. In that game, the Wolves blew a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter, which made us all absolutely furious. Um, Isaiah Thomas didn't even have a good game. Well, then again, yeah, he still managed with 29 points, but he didn't shoot well at all. Two of from downtown, but he got to the line and all that good stuff. Horford was strong in the game, which was really frustrating considering a Horford at that point had done nothing. Towns was huge in that game. Now, I expect more of the same from Carl Anthony Towns. I'd like to see a little better game from Wiggins. I mean, 5 of 18, that's a big reason why the Wolves struggled in that fourth quarter. I mean, Amir Johnson and Jay Crowder are not a whole lot of competition. Their defense is good, but they certainly can't score. I'm not going to pick a Wolves win, though. I'm picking a 500-week. I don't think the Wolves are going to beat either of these Eastern Conference teams, which is going to piss off some of you out there, but it is what it is. I mean, this team is deadly. Their defense is good. They can make shots. Isaiah Thomas is a scoring machine, and of course, he's going to get his in this game. He's going to get 29-30 to like he always does. Just stay away from. Just keep your elbows away from Kelly Olenek so he doesn't take your shoulder out of its socket. That's all I'm worried about at this point. Okay, sorry. Uh, this is a very good basketball team, well coached, uh, very young. Lots of lots of us. I mean, a wonderful future for them. Jalen Brown's been okay, but really no rookie's been standing out in a huge way at this stage, other than Jamal Murray a little bit with Denver. I expect a huge game from Carl Anthony Towns. I think a 30-point performance. The Wolves will hang in this one. It'll be lower scoring, kind of, but not really. I'm going to go with a <clears throat> 103-99 to victory for the Boston Celtics. In target, in target, uh, This is actually in Boston. I think the Celtics, yeah, 103-99. The Wolves will perform well in the game. Carl Anthony Towns will get like a 30-20. I, I'm, I'm thinking a huge game from Carl. I, I can just feel it coming in. I think he's going to really uh, go at Al Horford in a big way. But uh, his field goal percentage will be kind of, it'll fluctuate. He'll have some moments, but overall I expect Carl to be very successful in this game. Probably be the Alpha Wolf of the week, unless Wiggins just torches Washington or something. Or Boston, he's going to have to be better than last time around. Uh, Wiggins will get 20, but Carl's going to get something like 30-20. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a huge game, and Rubio obviously a huge keep along the way against the Celtic defense. Hopefully he can <laughs> split those guys cut through there with those nice passes, those passing lanes and such. Get some nice dunks to Shabazz Muhammad, Carl Anthony Towns, JB alley to Gorgie Zhang and such. Hoping for the best here, but not picking a win. Uh, Boston's deadly from the outside for the most part. Jay Crowder can hit those threes. I mean, you have so many guys in this team that can. Avery Bradley's a really good defender, and he can shoot the, the three. He's become a really nice player for the Celtics. He just never can stay healthy, though. And that's been definitely the downfall for Avery Bradley thus far <clears throat> when it comes to the Celtics for the last several years now, even back to the 2012 season when the Celtics made it to the Eastern Conference Final, which was pretty surprising. But Avery Bradley's been healthy despite missing 20 games. This season he's healthy right now, and he'll be a, he'll be a reason why the Wolves don't win the game with that outside shot and strong defense along the way. So Celtics will win 103-99 over the Minnesota Timberwolves in my humble opinion, despite a huge game by Carl Anthony Towns. Well, there it is. Two and two week. Yeah, it will start really strong. We'll be really excited. And the stupid Eastern Conference teams that are first place will maintain their positions of first place with with uh, solid wins over the Timberwolves, in my humble opinion. Solid, but not big wins. Just close, close, but strong finishes over the Wolves. Okay, there it is. Let's get to fan interaction right after this. Back here on Tim Roll's Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. Time to hear from you out there. And I miss you today. Hopefully, 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 I can hear from you again soon with the uh the uh the today's takes bit. That would be awesome. Audio submission. And others out there are welcome. Vince Germano, why not? Hank McCoy, why not? And of course, the posts on Facebook and Twitter, always very helpful as well. Thank you guys very much to send in an audio submission. Those of you from the outside that may not oh well, yeah, from like if you can't do long distance and all that, uh just simply email your audio submission of course can be recorded from your smart device to paladino live at yahoo.com paladino live at yahoo.com you can anywhere be anywhere from 1 to 3 minutes heck even 5 you know cuz i i i trust that your takes will be good and strong and on topic so there it is i uh, want to thank levi and vince for we re- for retweeting the last show knocking on the door and yeah for that guy out there on Flips Army, and of course, yeah, this is nothing against anybody on Flips Army. It's just a particular guy that thinks I'm just some negative troll bashing the wolves. Uh, did you listen to the last show? No, he didn't. And of course, he honestly doesn't care, right? That's what he told me in this show. You know, it's just, you think I'm just on here bashing this club? Are you just, you know, like, know what you're talking about? He didn't even know it was a podcast. He's like, yeah, your, your blog. Blog? This isn't a Blog? Um, but other than that, Twitter very inactive this week. So I don't know, I guess guys are busy and I'm going to get more busy too. Going to I need the money and the overtime's becoming available. So it is what it is. That's life folks. And that's why a lot of times you see courtside vanish for a few weeks, sometimes even a month or two because they're working a lot of overtime or somebody gets sick or both. It's all the above. So, or a kid gets sick, something. So things happen. Um, Last post on the Facebook page. Okay, now at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Please like and follow that page. Really appreciate it. The last post on Facebook Joseph Phillips out of Australia, Levi Wilson, and and Tanae Wilson Brown are from New Zealand, by the way. Um, Joseph Phillips out of Australia says, Thanks for another great episode, Joey. Damn, I have to say, I like watching Dunn and Jones play together. I agree 100%. Aren't they fun? Aren't they fun to watch? And also you see them go against, uh, or uh, you have them play with Rubio at times too. It's fun. So, Zach Levine's injury is what it is, you know, but I'm telling you the flow of this offense is better. It is. It's better. So, again, if the Wolves have to lose somebody out of the three, if it has to happen a la Oklahoma City, a la just about every other team out there. I mean, it's almost impossible to keep all three of your guys. It might as well be Zach because this is working pretty good together. Um, I, I, you know, if, if it has to be one, just like James Harden left OKC, so I don't know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, this is very quiet. Mm. bummer. Uh, Vince Germano says, Well, how about that Rubio blow? He keeps proving the haters wrong, and that was against the Spurs' big game with that triple double. And this did generate conversation, so yeah, it's not too quiet. Yep, and I've, I was saying how he's always been offensive, challenged, but his all around game is really helping the team. I say. This especially being there, <laughs> being there are enough uh, there are enough offensive weapons anyway, Ricky distributing them really helps. Vince was saying this has been my point for years Surround him with weapons he 'll do the rest, and that 's exactly what 's been going on that 's why I defended Ricky Rubio to uh, Marcus the forecaster very often. I wish Marcus would yeah it 's like he doesn 't text back very much, but yeah he 's been having trouble with his phone too, so it 's always something you know and, and I do believe him that it 's happening too because he, you know i 've seen his phone and and things happen. So we'll leave that alone. Um, Hank McCoy out of Sydney, Australia. Vince Germano is out of Melbourne, Australia, in the Victoria Providence. Got to tell you, the Courtside Podcast is hosted by Hank McCoy and Vince Germano. Right now, they're the Hall & Oates, or I'll call them the Sherlock Holmes and John Watson of... <laughs> the Sherlock Holmes and John Watson of basketball radio, basketball podcasting excellence. Love you guys. Um, Courtside Podcast, highly recommended and obviously endorsed by myself, Timberwolves Explosion, and Courtside is kind enough to endorse Timberwolves Explosion. <laughs> back, back, back to me. I thank you very much. Uh, it's on iTunes. Check it out anytime. Every show will show up on iTunes, the free mini-shows, and then the premium shows will, the premium shows will Will the premium shows and the mini sods will, will show up on Podbean? See, I'm getting it mixed up. The, the free shows will all be on iTunes, so check it out there first if you're curious. And then if you like, that would be fantastic. Subscribe for $20 a year to the premium shows on Podbean, and then it's, you get the mini sods and the premium shows on there. The premium shows are often a bit longer and more like of a production, so to speak, like like a uh, you know just those interesting shows where it's, it's a big put together type of thing. Hank uh, McCoy very is very capable of to putting together a pretty fantastic production, uh, and it's a lot of fun. So. Sometimes you get those alarm shows too, which are hilarious when when like scary things are going on. Like, oh my God, they actually traded Demarcus Cousins. You know, those are usually mini shows, but they're hilarious. You gotta love those guys. Check it out. Hank McCoy says, "How are the numbers today?" Like I've said before, if he is going to be offensively challenged, he needs to be around the twelve uh, points a game mark. Yeah, and he did it. Or twelve assists a game. Pardon me. That's what he, that's what Hank was trying to say there. And Vince says, "Yep, the eleven and thirteen. So he had thirteen assists. Did." Did, uh, Ricky Rubio in that game, and Hank saying, Yes, that's better. And yeah, a uh, little bit of Jason Kidd like, minus the nice three point shot. But Jason Kidd was offensively challenged for the longest time, and he developed a nice three point shot. Occasionally, Ricky Rubio on the old catch and shoot, the old catch and shoot is, uh, it's been an improving thing. I don't think he's a great three point shooter, but again, the catch and shoot is high percentage compared to, <laughs> compared to, uh, you know, like dribble, dribble shots and all that. That's what I, that sometimes drives me about, crazy about Zach Levine. But again, the uh, catch and shoot from Zach Levine is really good. Hank McCoy says, I hope all the Coach Tibbs, the Coach Tib haters are eating their words right now. So quick to, so quick to, so quick to, to shit on his coaching and rotations and now look at the team. Starting to fire on all cylinders, fighting for a playoff spot, and all, and all with injured Zach Levine. Yep, they all acted like they were better than Coach Tibbs. His experience speaks for itself. Hashtag, in Thibbs, we trust. Well said, Hank McCoy. That's uh, very true. Very true. It, it's it's coming around. It's coming around. And look at the uh, the Wizards, too, with Scott Brooks. Now, I think Tibbs is a better coach than Scott Brooks, but Brooks has been successful in this league, and the Wizards have emerged. They were already a decent team. But they struggled. They struggled last year, and you know and they've had they've underachieved at times. Now they're a first place club, so good on uh, Scott Brooks over there. You know in the in the, uh, in the in the Atlantic Division there. So congratulations to them. Joseph Phillips says, shh, don't compliment him, keep him angry. And yeah, because Rubio's been angry. He's had a chip on his shoulder lately, and he's been great uh, because of it. So far for the season, his season numbers are still kind of meh yeah, because he started out that year that way. 9.2 for the points, 4.1 rebounds, 8.7 assists, but of late, way, 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 way better. And we thank him very much for that. Um, when I look at his uh, overall. Yeah, see, March, he's averaging 10.3 assists, only three games, though, 12.3 points, three-point percentages, but kind of all over the place, only, yeah, he's about 30% for the season. Catch and shoot. I'd like to. I'd like to see stats on his catch and shoot threes, though, because I, uh, you know, a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a. Uh, I forget what they call that term, but uh, more of a deep stat. But it'd be a good one. Rubio averaging ten and a half assists in February. It seems like it should be higher, but I suppose he's had those games where he only gets six, and then he'll have twelve, and he'll get, you know, five six again. So that's kind of why. But sometimes you just don't get assists, even though you make a great pass. It doesn't wind up as assist because the son of a biscuit misses a layup. Hank McCoy wraps up the fan interaction segment with, at least this part of it, anyway, with uh, really glad to see Lance Stevenson get another chance in Minnesota. Also happy that coach is willing to invest in the long-term payoff. Born Ready has, and then Born Ready is Lance Stevenson has the potential to be a vital piece to the Wolves' development. Thoughts? Yes, he does. I um, I like what Lance Stevenson can bring to this club. And if you're going to start Shabazz Muhammad, at least for now, Lance Stevenson can play Shabazz Muhammad's role when he was the sixth man off the bench. And Lance Stevenson is, plays it nicely. He's a big, physical, strong player. And he's got a lot of talent. I like him. Just keep your freaking head on straight. That's all I ask. Um, and I had a feeling the strategy was wait out the injury and bring him in. And I think he fits the style well. Uh, Joseph Phillips says, Joey, what happens, though, if he comes back with a bang, gets noticed by a team, and also takes the baggage and then leaves because we did not commit to anything more than a 10-day contract? It's a risk, yes, and um, I think he's going to stay. Hank McCoy comes comes back and says, I guess that's the risk you take with 10-day contracts. I like the fact he stayed in Minnesota while he recuperated. Yep, see, that's a huge sign. To me, that shows a loyalty and a solid work ethic. As far as the baggage goes, Goes well. He played for the Clippers, Grizzlies, and Pelicans since any run, uh, since any of that drama in Indiana. And even that at least all that came in the playoffs, so I'll take it. Phil Joe's Phillips replies with Hank McCoy, me too, a used to player this year and next if we can get him. And yeah, I say keep him around. Tim Nakaro says, I uh, agree with Joey. If he buys in, he's perfect. He's the perfect dibs player. I know it's a stretch, but if he truly bought into the system, I reckon he could be a bit like Luol Deng. Sure. Um, Luol Deng. Yep. And and he's healthier than Luol Deng other than the freak little ankle injury. Hopefully we can stay away from that happening again. But yeah, I like what, uh, yep. And thank you for that, Tim. Uh, I like what, uh, (laughs) what Lance Stevenson brings to this club. He's a good fit for the system, I believe, defensively, offensively, all that, and brings a teeny tiny bit of, you know, a little bit of attitude to the team, per se. Not necessarily in terms of troublemaking, but just, you know, he's not scared of anybody. That's that's the point. And Rubio's becoming more that way, and that's why he's better. If Wiggins can get a little bit more that way, that'd be great. Uh, Carl's been showing huge signs of that of late as well. He is really responding to some of the some of the the BS earlier in the season when when guys tried to intimidate him like the the, the Marcus Holes and such just tried to bully the hell out of him and Carl's been responding nicely. Um, nice to nice to see you on here, Tim. Thank you very much for <laughs> thank you very much for joining on board. Keep keep them coming. Keep them coming. I missed you. <laughs> Hank McCoy says despite Lance's belly flop, I thought he played great against the Clippers. That was funny. That pass he needed he needled through to Towns in the second quarter was sweet. Loving the potential he can bring to the club, and he's still pretty young, even though he's considered a vet. Yeah, about 26. So he's like a mid-20s guy. Everyone is pretty quick to throw him under the bus, but I get the impression he has grown up and learned a lot since bouncing around from Indiana. And I agree 100%. Thank you, Hank, for for the thoughts there. Uh, Good. So, thank you, Hank, for bringing this post. It uh, generated some discussion here, and yeah, I mean, it's nice to have like a side topic with Lance Stevenson, and a guy that, you know, he... He's one of those people you bring in midseason, and maybe could stick with your club for years. You just never know. I mean, it, it happens. And this team has needed spark plug off the bench. Needs a little more attitude, a little more veteran uh, approach. Brandon Rush, you know, he's he's solid on occasion, but it's just it just seems like he's damaged goods. Even though he's not that old, he's about thirty. He's just he seems like the kind of guy he's. It's like he's older than he is. You know what I mean? Like he's washed up, burnt out. I, I don't know, like a like a lemon. Like if you're buying a car, that's what I'm getting the impression with uh, Brandon Rush for Lance Stevenson, Little little bit of a risk, but it's not. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's gonna that's gonna uh, toxify your, your your locker room. I, I feel confident in him and Coach Dubo is a <laughs> the kind of coach that isn't gonna put up with that for a, for a second. I mean, he is a hard ass, and that's the way it's gonna be. So encouraging, encouraging, a fun week, an encouraging week. Wolves will at least maintain a 500 record into next week, and in my opinion, with a win over Golden State. And if we can spark out a victory versus one of those Eastern Conference clubs, first place Eastern Conference teams, I mean, you're playing three first place clubs, and you better beat those stricken bucks. <laughs> and I think the Wolves will. Um, so there it is. Three first place teams, Warriors, Wizards, and Celtics. That's that's a challenge. And if you come out of that at least 500, okay. And if you come anything above that, wow, that's extremely impressive. So that's where we're coming at with this one. I want to give a shout out to Flip's Army. I'm almost forgetting about that. Please go to that page. Trevor Wicker and the creator of it, nice enough to allow me to post Timmerle's explosion links, to Rolls explosion on that page. Thank you again very much. And those of you out there, the the Jim Johnsons, and many others out there, thank you very much for listening to the show and 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 for. Uh, Liking, liking it and all that, joining the Timberwolves Explosion page and all that. Really appreciate the interaction and the and the friendship on the Flips Army page. Thank you again very much. So do go there and like that page. It's been doing very well. Very fun in-game interaction. Just keep the people out. Uh, people that just stay... If you're going to call me a bandwagon guy, though, just stay away from me, okay? Whoever you are, those of you out there, just stay away from me. You know I'm not bandwagon. If you know anything about me, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not bandwagon. I've been a fan since 89... I'm gonna get ticked off when a team blows a huge lead. Yes, it's the Spurs, but just finish the damn job. That's all. Once in a while, you can finish it, okay? And it's okay to get ticked off when you lose a game. Sometimes your emotions are high, and you're gonna say things you might not mean later on. It, it happens. You think coaches and owners do that? They do it all the time, okay? It happens. <laughs> not trying to be condescending about it either. So just don't be condescending to me. That's all I ask, please. Um, It's like, come on, you know, we're all smart basketball fans. Let's not try to get all jackassy into each other. That would be great. Uh, All right, so that's out of the way. Please contact Timberwolves Explosion if you could. You're more than welcome again. Like I said, the call in line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. That way your audio submission can get in that way through your cell phone. Call in, talk about maybe one to three minutes, five tops. But through all three, only three is the limit with that line, unfortunately. But that's still good enough to get a lot in there. Uh, and then your yep, statement, shout out, of comment, question. I'll put it right in there in the fan interaction segment. Of course, the there's the call now button. Same situation goes straight to the TSS line. Free through uh, Facebook Messenger, the Facebook Messenger route, which is free internationally, of course, which you know, because it's just Facebook. It's just Facebook to Facebook. It doesn't matter if you're in China, or in like if you're Millie over there in China, if she still listens, or Vince Germano in Australia, Tanae Brown in New Zealand, or uh, somebody in Canada. So whatever it is, jump on board, or somebody from Golden Valley, Minnesota, whatever. <laughs> You get the you get the point. The audio submission route also, of course, is you use the smart device. There's no limit to your the length of your call, though I would appreciate if it's not 25 minutes, <laughs> unless it's like a state of the Timberwolves show or something. But even then, let's not get too crazy. Um, and then just email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description. Thank you again very much. Please do give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you could. It would be greatly appreciated. I'll give you a shout-out on the show, and a big, gracious thank you to go along with that. So, thanks again. Hopefully a strong week is is on the way for the Timberwolves, and a playoff berth continues to be a possibility as we move forward into this pretty tough schedule coming up.